listener production. Okay, are you recording? Rock star, front man, cricket lover. His name is Bernard Fanning. You might have heard of uh, a little band called Powderfinger, but as much as he rock crowds, Bern, are you ready for the Howie Games player profile I'm ready, questions? Howie. Hit me. All right. Nicknames? Not many. BF. 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 Okay. I'll go there. with BF. You know, when you Google you, the first thing that comes up is, is Bernard Fanning related to Mick Fanning? <laughs> <laughs> Got a good story about that. Uh, go on then. My nephew, Nick Fanning, N for Nick, uh, <laughs> N for Nelly. Uh, was once at the car park in Burley yeah. and went for a swim and came back out and his wallet had been stolen from his car. Right. And so he called the cops and was telling him that Nick Fanning's wallet had been stolen from from the <laughs> uh, car park at Burley and uh, all, the, all the news crews must have been on the police scanner and they've all the news crews have showed up thinking that Mick Fanning's had his wallet <laughs> stolen. Come on, Nico, what are you doing, man? <laughs> Righto, BF. What's your favourite food? Uh, paella. Spanish paella. Oh, paella. Yeah. Okay, well, you need to listen to the full episode where Bernard explains he's fortunate enough to have a Spanish wife. Can you cook yourself? Uh, functionally, yes. Okay. Not, I'm certainly not a master. So My wife's what's your number? Absolute weapon. So. Is she? Yeah. What's your number one? If you have to cook to impress, people are coming over. What are you going with? Uh, I would say pay. Yeah, actually, but okay. But I I would do it under some heavy guidance. Right. I like the way you use the Spanish version too. The two L's being a That's white the word. I mean, yeah, it it just like I say Barcelona, and people think I'm an absolute wanker for it. Barcelona. But <laughs> that's that's that's. Um, Spanish, Spanish. If yeah, you, it's Castellano. In South America, yeah. it's the cerveza. Yeah, and they think Spain, you're a snob the, the if you speak. Yeah. If you speak. Yeah. Um, but that's how and I learned, mate. I went to school in Madrid. So, How long did it take you immersed a- and doing schooling where you could confidently say things and then respond when people thought, oh, this dude speaks Spanish, and then they went back at you? How long did that take? Probably took me, I don't know, a few months before I kind of really got up and going. But I, it was all really basic stuff for starters. It took, it, it, takes, it took about a year, I reckon, of immersion, being there and hearing it all day, every day and all that. I reckon the first thing I learnt was, Donde esta las olas? Where are the waves? Yeah. I think yeah. that's yeah. the first thing I learnt in Spanish. <laughs> all right. Now, three people are coming around for the paella. Uh, Any time hmm. in history, alive, dead, you've met, you haven't. Who's coming around for this magnificent Spanish feast up at Casa Byron there? Um, I'd start with David Bowie. David Bowie, yep, which we refer to in uh, in the main episode. Probably Marsha Langton, who's, a, who's? an Australian professor uh, who's been a big contributor to the, the Push for the Voice okay. referendum. And yep. she's an incredibly insightful, wise person. Yep. And you have to have an arsehole in there, don't you? You have to throw one this in This is going to be interesting now. Who you name here? That's a big lead in. Uh, Caesar. Okay, Caesar. Caesar. Right. 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 Um, okay. Finish this sentence for me. Before you go out on stage and perform, you always... Have a slash. Good. Good answer. <laughs> First car. Datsun 200B wagon. Oh, nice, nice. What colour? Brown. It was called the Moving Bog. <laughs> it was Mum's, and then I inherited it. It was it <laughs> was brown with uh, genuine fake wood panelling on it as well. <laughs> <laughs> Who used to have that? 
to have fake panelling. I'm going to show my age here. What was the car? It was the Brady Bunch. They had the, they had the, right. they had the fake wood panelling, didn't they? Um, this may be something you discussed in the main episode. I don't know. What was your first job, the first thing you did for a dollar? Uh, mowing lawns. Right. That is discussed in the main episode. So what people won't realise, and that's why they need to listen, Byrne basically funded his rock star lifestyle by being the early adapter of Jim's mowing. Uh, you've got a great gig. Like, let's be honest, you're a rock star. If you could swap jobs with someone, whose job would you like? With you, mate. Your job Ooh, is a dream. Cricket commentator. Cricket yeah. commentator. I would happily swap for a year my lack of cricket commentating ability for your musical ability <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt. I'd love to spend a year watching cricket. That would be amazing. Yeah, it's pretty good and getting paid for it. Although yeah. you don't get much because Gilly takes it and yeah, then Huss Gilly takes gets it. it and all, yeah, Gilly gets it all, yeah. Yeah, but anyway. All of those guys, um, yeah. Good gig. Uh, best piece of advice you've received on your long and winding journey, Burn? Actually, right before my brother died, yep. which we do talk about in the main episode, um, yep. he said to me, don't lose track of the the idea that what you're doing is really good and really important and it means a lot to a lot of people. So keep doing it. Great answer. It was because, you know, those situations actually do throw doubt when people die, it throws a lot of doubt into your life. And um, that was one piece of advice that helped guide me through that. Back to the uh, swapping jobs. This summer at the Gabba, Triple M will be there. I'll be working for Triple M and Fox. If you're at that test match, you should come in and do half an hour ball by ball. Oh, like you- mate, I'd, I'd be terrible. No, you wouldn't be that. It's it's not that hard. Like you just say, drives it through the covers, that's four runs, and then you shut up and let the genius cricketer beside you speak. I shouldn't give that away. I but did do it actually- once. I did do a stint on Triple M with Isha. With Isha. Well, and she's way better than me, so you would have dominated. Um, but I I wasn't doing ball by ball. She was just asking me questions between balls. No, so. well, that stuff that. You, we're rolling you in for a nice little <laughs> six-over stint. Mate, you're sort of late in the day on day two. Um, that'd be perfect. Right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that happen. Okay. Um, this one has more relevance for you um, because you'll offend a lot of your friends. Best concert attended. Best concert attended. attended uh, Ray Charles. In 1998, right? I reckon. Wow, you've, you've named that straight away. What was it about Ray? Oh, it was just he had the most mojo of any human I've ever seen. <laughs> He's He was like 70-something and... Being, you know, being walked out on stage to his piano and he just oozed soul. He's just one of those guys whose whole body was made up of music and he's an incredible piano player. I'm very frustrated, decent blues pianist and um, and his voice. Just, just it goes right through you as soon as he opened his mouth and it was just him and his of like his five guys, like drummer, bass player, guitar player, someone else and him, and then the Queensland Philharmonic Orchestra who were playing along, playing all the horns and everything, and there couldn't have been a bigger contrast between, you know, they're all there in their penguin suits and everything and 
Ray and all these dudes are all these super cool old guys just flopping around in their chairs or standing up doing their thing. And all the poor guys in the Philharmonic Orchestra were like just reading the sheet music and going one, two, three, four, you know, just making sure they didn't fuck it up. It was hilarious. Ray, it is. What, what are the t- I don't know. I don't imagine you're a big technology guy. What are your two most used apps on your phone? Uh, probably Cricket Live and yeah. uh, <laughs> um, and ABC News, I would say. Right. Yeah. So or this KO. is why you need to listen to, to Burns' full episode because he loves cricket. What was that last one? KO. KO. Good. Yeah. Good man. They'll be happy with that. KO will be pumped with that. That'll be their new promo. Um, <laughs> what are you currently watching? We are watching... The new season, oh, no, season two of Ted Lasso. I haven't seen this, and I said to my wife the other day, we need to watch Ted Lasso because apparently it's the most uplifting show on TV. It's genius. We we actually watched it for the first time during COVID, and it, and it was so good at that time because he's the most positive, enthusiastic guy in the world, and it was such a good time to be watching somebody like yeah. that. Yeah. It's I, right. I couldn't recommend it strongly enough. I mean, the the football element of it is pretty low-key. It's all about a football club. But it's about the difference between the English and English world and the American world, basically, and superb. All right for my kids, 13 and 11? A uh, fair bit of, yeah, uh, ours are. Ours are watching it, but they, yeah, it just depends what you, what you uh, allow them to see. It's a fair bit of swearing. So when it, when it rolls out and they're dropping f bombs and my wife's looking at me, I just say Bernard said it was okay. I think <laughs> Uncle Bernard said it was fine. Maybe kids. you watch it first and see. There's, right, there's definitely plenty of adult concepts in there that may okay. that may make for uncomfortable conversations. If that's what you're watching, uh, what's your favourite movie of all time? I, I mean, I know this is this is kind of lame, but the movie that I've probably watched the most is hmm. The Godfather. It's not lame. It's a classic. Well, just in the sense that it's like the classic, classic kind of thing. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. When you used to race home from school and uh, it was too dark to play cricket, what would you be turning on the TV to watch? <laughs> well, on, on Monday nights they used to have match of the day. We weren't actually allowed to watch much telly. Um but Monday nights they had match of the day, which was FA Cup. The, yeah, from the weekend. So that was Monday night. There would be like two or three games. So Mondays yep. we were allowed to watch an extra half an hour because that was on. But the goodies. So we at Timbrook Taylor. We are what were the um, Bill and Graham? Graham Garden yeah. or Bill Oddie? Who who was your guy? Definitely Bill or Graham. Tim used to give me the shits. But he was hilarious, but probably Bill. Mine too. One of the great shows, The Goodies. Again, we're showing our age. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you do read books. Uh, give me a book recommendation, something you've read recently that you've enjoyed. Um, I'm reading a book at the moment that Paul Kelly gave me actually on tour because we were talking about our Irish heritage, yep. uh, which is called We Don't Know Who We Are. I think that's what okay. it's called by Finton McGee. Good book. I don't, I don't. Well, it's it's interesting. It's a, I don't know much about Ireland, to be honest. It's nonfiction, um, and it's talking about the transition that Ireland made from the Second World War kind of on, and how it kind of modernised. It was a very, very conservative and old-fashioned, religious, very Catholic country. Okay. And so, 
It's pretty interesting uh, so far. It's heavy. I was about to say, it sounds heavy. It sounds like a weighty tome. It is. It is. But it's, I would never have read it if unless I was given it. So I, I'm, I'm happy that I'm reading it. What are you listening to? Oh, mate, it's, the stereo is dominated by my children. So it's Harry Styles and Billie Eilish at the moment. Can't go wrong. Yeah, they're I mean, young. I like both those artists and their, their records are really good. So, and it's, it's really time that I was exposed to some pop anyway because, you know, you can go into your own lame yeah. Spotify algorithm vortex and just listen to the same shit over and over, can't you? <laughs> so you're just listening to Powderfinger nonstop, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, just time <laughs> again. <laughs> Do you listen to podcasts? Yeah. Give me a recommendation of a podcast to listen to. Um, my, I'm really exposing myself as a terminal bore these days yep. uh, in this interview, but um, yep. I've been listening to this one called Hardcore History, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History, which is really... Um, in-depth, like four or five-hour conversations. Well, it's just him, lectures about particular moments in history. So recently I listened to, um, you know, I can't remember exactly what the episode was called, but it's about the Gauls in Europe at the time of Julius Caesar. <laughs> and And you gave that five hours of your day. Mate, it was incredibly compelling and I've just started listening to one which is called Supernova in the East which is five episodes of this guy's podcast which are all about five hours each and it's about Japan in World War Two. I'll give some a time I'll have a listen the only thing I know about the Gauls is the old um what was that Asterix and Obelisk what, what was that cartoon um, might have been called Asterix and Obelisk. What it was called Asterix main, and Obelisk, yeah. Those are the two main characters. All right, well, we'll check out that podcast. You mentioned Paul Kelly. Yep. He was the first person that came on this show as a non-sports person. Oh, really? Um, so you would have had a bit the, of cricket to chat with him, I'm sure. Yeah, we did. We, and we did, and, and, and his songs related to um, to sport on the other series. He, he blew me away. He, he's someone that really made an impression on me. But of all what we would call famous people, it's a vacuous term, but famous people that you have met or people of um, profile, who has made an impression on you? I'm terrible at remembering these things. Um, mm. Certainly not musicians generally. Mm-hmm. Although actually I've, I had the great fortune to meet Bruce Springsteen um, at one of his gigs backstage and sat in a room with him for about 20 minutes with mm my studio partner um, who had worked with him and he was he was really impressive for mainly because he was so interested in knowing about other people that again back to that thing about curiosity where he he'd been staying in Brisbane and he and his he and the band had all hired motorbikes and they'd ridden down to Kingscliff and I was living in Kingscliff at, at the time. And so he just wanted to talk about the Tweed Coast. and huh. But he also was gracious enough to ask me about Powderfinger, how, what, what happened with the band and what I was doing now and all those sorts of things, which is, I mean, this is a guy that's made 50 albums or whatever and has been around playing for 50 years and has is just like of untold legend. But yeah. he personalised that moment 
and it was incredible. And the same, I had the same experience with James Taylor as well when we toured with him. I ended up having about an hour backstage with him, just hanging out with him, and he he was just a really wise guy, super wise and mellow. And it was really evident to me from meeting both those guys that there's part of the reason that they're still around and why they're so popular is because they treat people with dignity and they treat everybody with dignity and they don't play the rock star bullshit game, you know. If you're listening, kids, listen to that, treating people with dignity. That is a great lesson right there. Favourite holiday spot, Burn? Bologna in Spain, south coast of Spain. Bucket list destination, haven't been there but would love to go. If the windies get better... Yeah, yeah, I can, I can hear. I can. I know where you're going with this. I'd love to go to the Caribbean to to watch some cricket over there, but they're going to need to get better to to make it worthwhile. I was privileged enough to do two Caribbean Premier Leagues, which is not Test cricket. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you were commentating in Sabina Park or yeah. in St Kitts, and it was it was it was a moment for me where it was just like, I can't believe I'm here, I'm here in Jamaica. Yeah commentating cricket how was it outstanding yeah right. um it was the travel was insane because it's hard to get from a yeah. to b without going via c and d but yeah. the love of cricket um the occasional ability to pick up the odd wave between days of cricket um yeah it was outstanding it, uh, it's brilliant and Beautiful, not hectic because people have told me about that you know like kingston in particular is pretty pretty hectic like you got to know yeah. where you are and what you're doing and aware of what's around you. Kingston is the only one I'd say. You know, the, the place that I re- we're getting off the track here, but where I really enjoyed, which you wouldn't, you don't necessarily, you, you speak about Clive Lloyd in the main episode from Guyana, which yeah. people wouldn't realise is actually on the mainland of South America. I yeah. loved Guyana. I spent yeah. a week and a half in Guyana. It was fantastic. So yeah, get, get there, get there. What if anything scares you? Snakes. Snakes. Final question for you. I get serious now. I've put the laptop down, moved the phone away. This is the most important question I've got for you, Bernard Fanning. Are you ready? Now, as a Queenslander, as a rock star, as a father, as a rather boring rock star, as you've described (laughs) yourself in your middle age, uh, look me in the eye. Bernard Fanning, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Uh, I'll I'll say yeah. Yeah, I'll say Good man. Yeah. That's the right answer. You're from <laughs> Queensland, for heaven's sake, man. <laughs> mate, you're a star. Thanks for giving me a real lift today. Thanks, Howie. That was fun, mate. And the aria goes to Powderfinger. Powderfinger.